All right, also today, producer AJ had a chance to visit with Fargo Mayor Tim Mahoney, asked him some questions about the suspension and now resignation of former Deputy Police Chief Todd Osmondson. With regards to Officer Osmondson, why did it take until Thursday to suspend him versus suspending him closer to when the event happened on Saturday? Uh, the exchange of emails, as far as I'm concerned, I, the minute I found out about it, we addressed it that morning. So I heard about it the night before, came in Chief Todd's office at 7 and we addressed it. And why wasn't the email released? It sounds like it was leaked, but how come it wasn't released by you or the chief? So whenever you do release emails from the city of Fargo, it has to go through a process. So we have to look at it, see if there's any information in there, for instance, for this weekend, and you deduct out the things that should not be shared. So it just takes time. So you had to make sure you retracted what needed to be taken out before you could explain it? I didn't that, even or? see it. I don't know oh. where the email is. So it's just okay. I always ask my team to look at it. So it goes from Greg Schoenberger to uh, Eric Johnson. They look at it, and then they take out what has to be taken out. It was requested in the morning, delivered in the afternoon. I don't think that's so. Was the decision to suspend him made by the time it got to you, or were you part of that decision? We sat down and talked to Chief Todd. We had a couple different options. Resignation and suspension were two of the options. We talked about it. And why did you go with suspension over resignation? We were at first looking at what are the whole effects. We didn't have it investigated, so you have to investigate every incident there is. It's just fair to any person. Full investigation was not done, so I did not feel we're ready to ask for resignation. We did talk about it that morning as well, and he offered resignation if that's what we wanted. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. So again, we'll follow that investigation to find out exactly what took place there. There'll be more information about that uh, resignation coming fairly soon. All right, Governor Tim Walls got a first-hand look earlier today at the damage in Minneapolis. The governor toured the Lake Street area this morning with uh, Senators Amy Klobuchar as well as Tina Smith. Now, here's the reports coming out of Minneapolis. There's been more than 200 bu buildings there destroyed, destroyed in the city of Minneapolis. Estimates cost to rebuild and repair these buildings. $55 million, $55 million, and that's just the information we have right now. Obviously, could be much, much higher. Uh, they caught up with Governor Walls earlier today. Here's what he had to say. There's so many emotions. It's just the senselessness of it. We understand the rage at what happened uh, to George Floyd. We understand the desire to change, but then to see the peripheral damage that was done to the very community that's hurting. And uh, I think for me, it was about the people on the ground and these legislators and the folks who were elected. These are the folks who are on the ground, standing next to business owners when their business was burning, calling us up and telling us what can we do. And uh, we got to figure out. I mean, I understand there was a lot of things going on, but society's held together. When you call 911, you want the police or the fire department to yeah. show up to support you, yeah. not, to, uh, not to cause problems for you. Not to cause problems for you. Okay, more on that in a moment. Stay with us for that. But also President Trump, uh, he spoke earlier today from the Rose Garden, predominantly about these great employment numbers, we're going to say. But then he talked about Minnesota as well and how he's not happy with Minneapolis Mayor Fry. I hope that you also use our National Guard. Call me. We'll be ready for them so fast. Their heads will spin. We did it in Minnesota. In Minneapolis, we were incredible. It's, uh, they were ripping that place apart. I love the, I love it. We had such success there, and they were ripping it apart. And I called the governor, and the National Guard went in. And one night, it was over. You don't see the problem in Minnesota now at all, not even a little bit. You take a look at uh, a great city, 
it just a great, great city, Minneapolis. And it was, uh, it was under siege, like nobody's ever seen, where people are running from a police department, the great police, and they were told to. They didn't want to run. They were told to. It's bad, bad governing. And I'm not blaming the governor. I'm blaming the mayor. Yeah, because it's the mayor's job to call in the guard. He wouldn't do it for the longest time. You, you heard there having them run out of their own precinct. I mean, that's just called poor leadership. And so, yeah, think about this, folks, what we just talked about here. I mean, 200, what did I say, 200 billions, um, excuse me, 200 buildings damaged, $55 million in damage in the city, a lot of business owners hurting right now. And yet, what does Minneapolis announce on Twitter? Check this out. The Minneapolis Council president tweeted, yes, we are going to dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department and replace it. We'll see how this goes with a transformative new model of public safety. So I understand they want to obviously create a new model of public safety and yet to dismantle the police department. Who knows what that's going to lead to? One person on Twitter responded, oh, when you accidentally make the Second Amendment your platform, because that's what's going to happen. You're going to end up, if you've got no police department, it's going to be called vigilante justice. That's what's going to take place. And on Wednesday night, we told you really they're going to do this in incremental steps. They're going to talk about, hey, we're going to reform this police department. We're going to change it. But we all know what the goal is. I'm sure you've seen the clips by now, but I want to remind you, even in the Fargo protests on Saturday, we shared this with you on Wednesday night, but listen to the end of this clip because this is the ultimate goal of what this riots, looting is really about. I'm from Minneapolis. How about you? I'm from Chicago. Okay. You guys? Columbia. Okay. Fargo. How about you? Why are you guys here? Because I'm sick of the police brutality and their overpowered assertiveness. I feel like they're better than everyone and they can do it. Make the laws just for their own good. Is there anything you guys want to say besides that? I just, I just wish everyone would go back to peace and we don't have to do Abolish the police. Abolish the police. There it is. There's the real message. Abolish the police. I'm sure you've seen the news where the uh, Los Angeles mayor now wants to defund the police. You've got a lot of other people saying that as well. That the Los Angeles mayor did pull out $150 million from that police department. We talked about it again on Wednesday night. They've been incrementally dropping these hints. Remember, Elon Omar and the squad, at one point we're talking about, we got to get rid of ICE, right? We got to get rid of ICE. Now they're talking about, let's abolish the police. They want vigilante justice. That does not bode well for any of us. So President Trump earlier today, I believe he was in Maine, but he spoke about the idea, the concept of defunding the police. Here's what President Trump had to say. And, uh, we're going to take care of law enforcement because law enforcement is saying defund the police. Defund. Think of it. When I saw it, I, I said, what are you talking about? We don't want to have any police, they said. You don't want police. First, they didn't want ICE. They do want sanctuary cities, which are a disaster. But they say they're going to defund the police. In other words, they're not going to pay police. They don't want to have any police, the real ones. And Biden is bought into it, but he doesn't know what's going on. So, you know, he just doesn't know. But the people around him know what's going on. And they want to defund the police. They don't want to have police. So I want to thank you. Can you imagine? Being in Minneapolis or any any big city for that matter, and there's there's no police? If you have family that live in Minneapolis, the Twin Cities area, and this becomes more and more real, like I've said before, 
North Dakota is open for business. Yeah, heck, haven't moved to greater Minnesota, right? But anything, I mean, you've got to have a police force, okay? Yes, you can reform it, make it better. We've talked about equality and justice for all, but to have no police department that is vigilante justice, it is not a good thing. Now, some great news for the United States of America, because yes, folks, the best is yet to come. President Trump, again, was in Maine earlier today. He had a chance to talk about the record-breaking... <laughs> We're in the middle of a pandemic. We've had this mass, you know, uh, riots and, and obviously the protests. We're okay with peaceful protests. But amongst all this, if you hadn't heard the news, we had a record-breaking day when it comes to employment numbers here in America. Here's some of what President Trump had to say. It's amazing. So we absolutely shattered expectations, and this is the largest monthly jobs increase in American history. Americans, think of that. That's a long time, right? By far. I think it's more than double or about double of what our highest was before. So this is the largest monthly job increase in American history. How about that? And we're going to have a phenomenal next year. We're going to have a tremendous couple of months prior to the election on November 3rd. Very, very important date. It's going to be a very important election because the only thing that can screw it up is if you get the wrong president and they raise your taxes. And they open up your borders so that everybody pours into our country. He goes on, folks, to talk about, you know, what the strategy has been here to try to not reelect President Trump, close down the economy. They've had, hey, this is going to do it. We all know about the economy, the economy, the economy and jobs, jobs, jobs. But then you start to look at he had mentioned the, what's happening in Florida, in Georgia. Those states have reopened. And yet. COVID's not what we were being told by the quote unquote experts, right? Just what the experts told us about what the unemployment numbers are going to be, that didn't go in that direction. We've talked about it on the show before. Do not fall prey to what I dubbed the white coat syndrome. Just because somebody's got a white coat on or you know some degree or whatnot, just because they say it doesn't mean it's so. You got to think critically, make your own decisions, do your own homework. But this is phenomenal news going into the summer. And as President Trump has said for quite some time, hey, second quarter, you know, we'll see. Third quarter, we don't know yet. But with this thing's going to continue to keep going in the right direction for America. All right, I want to remind you to please join our Fighting for the Truth email club. It's very easy to do. Just go to our website, povnow.tv, put your email address in there and you can be part of our which is critically important now fighting for the truth fighting for the truth email club all right please share your point of view with us we'd love to know your thoughts on the fargo one event that we shared with you earlier today what in the world is happening with this concept about defund or abolish the police email us text us leave us a voicemail when we come back we're going to get to your points of view right after this